1: The minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government.
0: The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It is This is
1: Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world from the beautiful state of Arizona and the American Southwest. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret Teachings, on Gab, that's G-A-B, and on Gitter, G-E-T-T-R. We are building those audiences, so come over there and check us out. And as I prefer to get off of Facebook, the metaverse, those are two, at the moment, good platforms to utilize Gab and Gitter. Maybe you're listening in the show archive on the website or you're listening on one of the numerous broadcasting platforms from Apple to Google to Spotify. We welcome you to the show as well. And if you are a subscriber to The Secret Teachings, thank you so much for supporting the show. Your support allows us to do what we do five nights a week here on the Fringe FM exclusively. With rebroadcasts throughout the day and night. When you buy a book, you also support the show. You can buy a book and subscribe on the website at thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you can also find a free show archive, but it will be riddled with advertisements. If you can deal with that, that's fantastic. If you'd like to get rid of those advertisements, that's why we have a subscription service. You also get a lot more with the subscription service than just the archive, you get the montages, you get digital copies of my books, so you don't have to buy those separately. You get a lot more with the subscription to the show. It's www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find our affiliate sponsors on the website, Pro One Water Filters. Click the link, see what they have. A lot of people have been buying water filters. It saves you a lot of money if you're used to going out to the store, filling up water jugs or buying bottles of water. It's a really, really good investment. It makes a great gift as well. And if you are interested in more of The Secret Teachings, you can find our behind-the-scenes content over on Patreon. Just search The Secret Teachings. Last night, I was laying in bed, and I was checking on the uh, the news just to see what was what was happening. And sometimes I do that just to get an idea in my head to let it kind of boil, kind of you know, prepare itself in the subconscious when I go to sleep. And when I'm doing that last night, I come across an article about robots and Elon Musk's robot that he's building. I don't know if you knew that Elon Musk was building a robot to take over some of the work in the Tesla factories. I came across this article from Barron's and it was published in a few other sources because you have to be like a subscriber of Barron's to get in. So I went to find it on some other sources, and I, I pulled up Business Insider and some others. Elon Musk unveiled in August of 2021 on Tesla's AI Day a robot called Optimus, something that Musk called the most important product development we are going to see or we're going to do this year. They also call it the Tesla Bot. It's five foot eight inches, just a little bit shorter than I am, a couple inches, 125 pounds, and it's supposed to take over the dangerous, repetitive, physical tasks from humans in the future. Musk said it will be basically moving parts around the factory or something like that. So it's a humanoid robot that's supposed to do human work in factories, but work that is usually dangerous or tedious or repetitive Sounds like a good idea. Now, that article was published a few days ago, and we knew about this robot back in 2021. But as I was, I'm reading this article, and I thought, well, that's definitely how I want to start the show off. And I started searching for robots in the news, and I came across a Reuters article that robots were really big in 2021 with record orders by North American firms. More robots joined the U.S. workforce last year than ever before. Companies across North America laid out more than $2 billion for around 40,000 robots in 2021 to help them contend with record demand and a pandemic-fueled labor shortage. Do you see how this all works now? If you've been listening to The Secret Teachings for any amount of time, Or other shows that are similar? Do you see how this has all been choreographed? Do you see how this has all been planned out? It's not that there aren't enough workers. There are plenty of people that want to work. But whether it's the business or the individual. Or the business and the individual. Because of ignorance of the law. Because of ignorance of personal Decision-making, like you don't know that you can make your own decisions, that you can opt out of many of the things that people are trying to force you to do, whether that's a business, a business owner, a manager, or it's an employee, or a customer for that matter. A lot of people that want to work are unable to work because they refuse to cover their face. They can't breathe. They can't function. They've got anxiety. They're traumatized. They don't want to have their mouth and their nose covered, so they don't work, or they work remotely. They work in the digital universe. Other people don't work because they refuse to take an experimental vaccine. You can say it's approved all you want, but both Carmarinity of Pfizer-BioNTech and SpikeVax of Moderna, neither one is available on the market. And we're supposed to wait until... The year 2097, that's 2097 to even get the data from Pfizer. But it's very safe and effective. So that's one of the major reasons you have people out of work in traditional jobs. But another reason is because people are also taking up jobs in the gig economy. And that's not recorded in the statistics that the federal government compiles or businesses compile with the federal government and federal surveys. You have people that are doing remote work. They're working in the digital universe. And you also have people that are taking money from the federal government, whether it's the experimental universal basic incomes, which is tantamount to a a form of contemporary plantation slavery, but you get paid a couple hundred dollars. Yes, but then you have to do exactly what you are told to do, when you are told to do it. If you want your next payment, you need to get a 16th shot. If you want your next payment, you need to put on a 5th mask. If you want your next payment, you need to disassociate with your family. You need to snitch and rat on your family. That's about control, obviously. Other people are living large on government assistance. Why would you go to work if you can make money off of this? I mean, with drug use skyrocketing, a lot of people can... Sell drugs? I'm, I'm, I'm astounded by how many people sell drugs. And you make a lot of money off that. Why would you want to do anything else? Why would you want to go get a job if you can make more money in one day than you make in a week? Just selling some pills. Why not? So there's a lot of reasons why there's a shortened labor force. Part of that is also because as the older generation retires, the younger generation is always looking for an easy way out. And in in uh, you know in in these big factories, a lot of the the older labor force is retiring, taking their expertise with them, and younger people don't want to do that kind of work. They're like, yeah, just automate it. That's okay. So robots are filling the void. Installing robots in e-commerce fulfillment lines, for example. Robots don't take breaks. Robots do things very fast, and to these big companies, especially, that's a good thing. That means the increase in productivity. That means limiting both your liability for injuries, limiting your your um, no your 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 expenditures. Yeah, the robot might needs might need to be fixed here or there, or it has has to be updated the the software. But generally speaking, the robot's gonna gonna put out a lot of a lot of product, and you don't want to have to deal with The robot, which you won't have to deal with the robot, saying things like, I'm not going to get a vaccine or wear a mask. Because the robot is the human replacement. Factories and other industrial users ordered 39,708 robots in 2021. That's 28% more than in 2020. According to data compiled by the industry group called the Association for Advancing Automation. According to a senior manager for applications development at Universal Robots, a unit of Massachusetts-based Teradyne, Inc., Joe Campbell, quote, the number one driver for automation is the labor shortage in manufacturing. Again, there's a lot of reasons for that. People want to go to work. I just saw a sign on a Wendy's, the fast food restaurant, I just saw a sign on a Wendy's that said, if you... You know, you get the job, we pay you tomorrow. I mean, they're giving bonuses out to people to come work at Wendy's. But why would anybody want to go work at Wendy's? Why would anybody want to have that first job? Why would a kid want to have that first job, work at Wendy's, work at McDonald's, learn the value of a dollar when they can just get government assistance or they can get coronavirus checks or they can get sign up for universal basic, inco- basic incomes because they don't know what that really is. And one of the people that are driving this robotic craze is an individual who most of you, as myself, can't really put our finger on to determine if he's a good guy or a bad guy, if you will. And that's Elon Musk. And Elon Musk has stated back in August, and now he's said it again, we've got this Optimus robot that's going to do a lot of factory work And I mean, if you look up a picture of this Optimus robot, it kind of looks like, I mean, the pictures that I saw on Barons and others, it it looks like something from like the day the Earth stood still is what it looks like. It's kind of creepy, which again, you know, aliens and beware the Elon, Wernher von Braun, the book, the Mars technical tale, beware the Elon. Remember Elon Musk on SNL? I am emulating human. Yes, I think he is emulating human. I, I think Elon Musk is kind of like, he's one of those neutral aliens. He's not really good or bad, but some of the things he does we interpret as bad, but he really has our best interests in mind. That's what Elon Musk seems like to me. But it's not just the Optimus robot. Uh, this is something that was very easy to predict, and I didn't predict it and uh, get proven right time and time again because I'm smart. If you go to uh, our website, thesecretteachings.info, and you click on the book, page or tab at the top of the page, the thesecretteachings.info, click on the technological elixir, and uh, you've got grab a copy of that book, or just grab, a, grab a, uh, a digital copy of that book. You'll see I have a whole section in it on uh, autonomous drones, robots, etc. I talk about uh, this thing called the Spot Mini, or, you know, the Vision 60, which have been deployed by the military. There's another company that was was manufactured by Boston Dynamics and uh, DARPA. Spot Mini, that's probably the one you know from The X-Files and from Black Mirror, the Metalhead episode. Now there's another company that's been around for a while. It's called Ghost Robotics. And the Ghost Robotics team want to use these little tiny robot dogs in warfare on the battlefield. The first official deployment of these robots was in January of 2020 at the Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida. They used it to patrol the perimeter. In 2021, just a few months ago, and we did a show on this, sniper rifles were put on their backs, and according to a Popular Mechanics article published that year, the Army wants to give its robots living muscle tissue, so literally creating the Terminator, And these robots would be totally revolutionary with lab-grown organic tissue powering their artificial limbs. This is what popular mechanics had to say. Quote, Modern army robots use batteries that power motors, which then drive axles and turn wheels. A biohybrid-powered robot would replace this entire system with lab-grown organic muscle tissue that might power artificial legs or other limbs. Electrical impulses or chemical actuation would control the muscles. So Ghost Robotics, Boston Dynamics, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, it doesn't really matter which one it is. They're using the robot dogs for the same reasons. And years 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 years ago, I said, as so many others did, that the end goal would be to weaponize these systems and use them for warfare, of course. And they're going to put synthetic slash organic, like they're making it. It's synthetic, but they're growing it, so it's organic an organic synthetic tissue on top of the skeleton of the robot, literally Arnold Schwarzenegger. But now they're using these robots to patrol the southern border. Homeland Security eyes robot dogs to patrol the southern border. TechCrunch, February 2nd. This was yesterday. Quadruped dog robots used on the southern border by the Department of Homeland Security. The department is deploying, according to TechCrunch, these spot-like robots. See, they're many like robots, but they're really ghost robotics, but it's basically the same technology, to patrol stretches that might otherwise be inhospitable to human agents. The southern border can be inhospitable. It's a really scary place for man and for beast. So machines, according to the DHS, would be the way to go. According to the DHS's Brenda Long, this s Science and Technology Directorate-led initiative focuses on automated ground surveillance vehicles, or what we call AGSVs. Essentially, the AGSV program is all about robot dogs. The DHS is, of course, partnering with Ghost Robotics, a Philadelphia-based firm that has in the past worked with large corporations like Verizon. More recently, the company made headlines when one of its robots was seen sporting a remote-controlled sniper rifle, what they called the Sword Defense Systems Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle, or SPUR, at a trade show. And these systems can wander automatically or be controlled remotely, sending live video feeds to operators. So there you have it. The robot dogs that we told you were not going to be used for search and rescue, and maybe they have been. They're going to be weaponized. They made you feel really good about these in the Boston Dynamic videos, right? They hit they hit these things with a hockey stick. They kicked them over. They still opened the door. They didn't kill anybody. Now we have to put guns on them. Now they're going to be used for the military. Now we can create a synthetic organic tissue and place it over the skeleton. So it's like a real dog. It's like a real human. Put some of this tissue over Optimus, Elon Musk's robot. Now it's like a real human. Is that supposed to make us feel better? These are the same people putting sniper rifles on the back of dogs. This is the same group of people that are literally utilizing robots for the battlefield. I mean, they're just experimenting and testing these in the public eye. This is just what we know exists. This is just what the public is being conditioned to accept as the future, but the future is far beyond here already. So whether it's robots in the workplace, or it's Elon Musk's Optimus, or it's the robot dogs of Boston Dynamics and Ghost Robotics, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, robots are not the way of the future, they are the way of the present. And these robot dogs and these human-like robotic systems, kind of like iRobot, or you know, if you look at the picture of Elon Musk's Optimus, it, it really does look like uh, the day the Earth stood still. Uh, still. It looks like something for, that, that you would see from some kind of like like alien movie, like the, the alien robot comes down. T- to me, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that does, that does not make me feel good. Uh, Also, a robot has performed the first abdominal surgery without any human help. The STAR smart tissue autonomous robot operated on soft tissues of pigs to reconnect two ends of an intestine, which is said to be one of the most intricate and delicate tasks in abdominal surgery. A team from Johns Hopkins University successfully used the robot to perform the complex abdominal surgery, this time without guidance from humans, So once again it sounds like a really wonderful beautiful thing and then you see that they're using them for warfare and they're going to put tissue on the skeleton and you realize oh they're literally just building the Terminator and then people say well that is your imagination running wild it's not going to be that complex well not yet that, that we know of but that's what's being built. I don't think that those movies like The Terminator were just simply science fiction. I think they were science fact to acquiesce our subconscious into accepting and participating in what was already developed 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And now the public is beginning to see it. But I can't even say the public's beginning to see it because who knows about this? You say robot dogs. People say, "Well, you must have watched that new X Files where Mulder didn't tip at the sushi restaurant." You watched Metalhead Black Mirror. That's science fiction, Ryan. That's not real, really. Well, go to Ghost Robotics. Go to Boston Dynamics. Go to DARPA, and you'll see that it's very real, and it's far realer than you think. That's just the robot dog. They've also got the cheetah dog, uh, the cheetah-like dog thing. They've got the, the, the these other. Uh, robot-like animals. They've got the Atlas robot. And this is just a joke compared to what's actually developed, what's actually being manufactured. Uh, God knows where in some black budget program. I mean, Elon Musk is just a a one-man band, and he's got his own robot. So you're telling me that the Defense Department doesn't have robots equally advanced or more advanced? I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it for one second. All of this is in my book, The Technological Elixir. Please go to the website, thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of that book, especially if you're interested in this. And especially if you're interested in this next topic, which I'm going to try to unpackage in the best way that I know possible. I'm going to provide you with the research, just like last night. You make the final determination on what you choose to believe. Remember that whole thing about 5G technology technology? and the coronavirus, and people were saying 5G causes COVID-19. And I said, I think that's a little premature. I think that what we call COVID-19 from SARS-CoV-2 is a misidentification and misappropriation of symptom complexes that are derived from other things. I've said that from, well, essentially the beginning I do believe that the particle exists. I believe that if anything, it is a biological tracking system that doesn't necessarily make you sick. Well, I think now the whole 5G COVID-19 so-called conspiracy, what was allowed to propagate on the Internet was another psychological operation to discredit what has come out next. The usage of 5G to amplify not COVID-19, but what's been injected into your body. Graphene oxide. And nanoparticulates of a robotic nature. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this on that, right here on the show. Stay with us. There's more after this. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger, 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com,
1: and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings?
0: I've got my secret socks
2: on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel.
1: Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. I just came across something really interesting. I've got a copy of it, too, if you want a copy of it. It's 76 pages. It's one of a handful of studies conducted on COVID-19 vaccines. The team out of Elmeria, Spain... This was published back in 2021. Professor Dr. Pablo Campra, Madrid, Associate University Professor, PhD in Chemical Science, degree in Biological Science. Detection of graphene in COVID-19 vaccines by micro Raman spec scropacy. I can't pronounce it. Spec troscopy, and uh, this paper shows, along with a number of other papers by the same doctor, the same professor, that. There certainly is graphene in COVID-19 vaccines. We also saw what other doctors have seen under the microscope. Dr. Carrie Madey, that self-assembling material. Dr. Carrie Madey showed that there was a self-assembling nanomaterial within vials of certain vaccines, and she said they looked synthetic, that's a quote, She said that the stuff looked like superconducting material, that's a quote, something akin to, quote, an injectable computing system. She showed visual evidence of the presence of fibers under the slide, a little cube structure on them, mimicking a microchip. She added, quote, metallic fragments were in there. They were not metallic fragments I'm used to seeing. She also saw things that were self-assembling. Things that were coming together, like the second Terminator film, where you see the robot pieced back together after it had been blown apart by the liquid nitrogen. The T-1000 frozen by the liquid nitrogen, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger shoots it, it blows apart, but once it melts, it starts to reassemble. And I've suggested in my book, The Technological Elixir, if you consider for a moment, according to the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, frozen Moderna COVID-19 vaccines arrive between negative 50 degrees Celsius and 15 degrees Celsius. And you can read the storage summary documents and you can read the package inserts and the proper storage temperatures and transport temperatures and temperatures after you open the vials for Moderna, for Pfizer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've suggested that perhaps the two reason these vaccines must be kept at such a temperature is not to preserve their life-saving essence, but to preserve a mechanical technology that once placed under a slide at room temperature or injected in the human body, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, 37 degrees Celsius, begins to self-assemble. This is the same kind of storyline that you would find in a science fiction movie or TV show. I get it. But we're watching this in real time, scientists and doctors around the world finding this. So Dr. Karamide found that. So many other doctors and scientists have seen this under a microscope. And now here is the detection of graphene in COVID-19 vaccines by Professor Dr. Pablo Campra Madrid. Now, let's just say for a moment that this doctor made it all up. I'm wondering why someone would spend so much time putting together hundreds, if not thousands of pages of research simply because he was making it up. And it doesn't make him a cool guy because you can't find virtually anything about this guy or any scientist who does this research on the Internet. Everything is scrubbed. Everything is pushed down in the feed. Certainly doesn't make you any money. I mean, if you have these papers published and available for free and you're getting them from, I mean, I got this one from uh, a mainline uh, scientific website. Uh, There's uh, uh, ResearchGate, another website you can pull this off of. I I don't know how advertising works there. I don't think it's the same thing as YouTube. So it's not like there's a lot of money involved. Why would somebody make something like this up? Well, unless they were paid to make something like this up, unless this was was dumped from some government agency, some corporation, then you'd have to ask why would they be so eager to spread this level of disinformation over something that supposedly doesn't even contain graphene and that's supposed to be safe and effective. I think that there's a lot more to the story. But here is what the report found. Screening more than 110 objects selected for their graphene-like appearance under optical microscopy, 28 objects have been selected due to the compatibility of both images and spectra with the presence of graphene derivatives. The identification of graphene oxide structures can be regarded as conclusive in eight of them due to the high spectral correlation with the standard. And the remaining 20 objects, images coupled with Raman signals show a very high level of compatibility with undetermined the graphene structures however different than the standard used here. You scroll through this document if you want a copy of it I can send it to you or you can just type it in. Detection of graphene in COVID-19 vaccines published November 2021 ResearchGate. You can download the text without signing up. It's free. And you can scroll through and see these images. So this is just one of numerous studies, one of numerous reports I actually found a uh, priority question submitted to the I believe it was the European uh, Parliament about this information just a few days ago part of the question in the light of this new uh, information in the light of this recent investigation does the Commission intend to have an independent laboratory perform a careful analysis to check for the presence of graphene in the covid 19 vaccines they reference the investigation by dr. Ricardo Delgado Martin and the technical report by Dr. Pablo Campra, Detection of Graphene in COVID Vaccines by Micro Raman Spectroscopy, claim that the COVID 19 vaccines contain graphene. And we know that graphene is able to convert electrical signals into signals in the terahertz range with trillions of cycles per second. That's in the scientific literature. And we know that graphene makes the body magnetic. We also know that using Iron atoms, we can make the body magnetic as well. In fact, scientists have demonstrated this time and time again. In 2019, Science Daily announced, per the American Chemical Society, engineered protein crystals make cells magnetic. Nano Letters was the journal. That this research was published in, it explained how scientists were able to, quote, engineer genetically encoded protein crystals that can generate magnetic forces many times stronger than those already reported, end quote. They called the research magnetogenetics. Scientists were able to create crystals containing about 5 billion iron atoms with magnetic forces nine orders of magnitude more powerful than single ferritin cages. The study reported, quote, By introducing crystals that were preloaded with iron to living cells, the researchers could move the cells around with a magnet. This has also been studied in the United States by other scientists looking at magnetoproteins that activate certain nerve cell groups from a distance in the brain. They can do this with light or lasers, optogenetics, and with chemicals drugs, and vaccines called chemogenetics. Neurons in the brain can be switched on or off with pulses of laser light or with those drugs that are engineered to target specific cells. Research also shows nerve cell proteins can be activated by heat and how certain mechanical pressures can be engineered genetically to become sensitive to magnetic fields and radio waves all by attaching them to iron-storing protein ferritin. This method, developed in a laboratory at the University of Virginia, confirmed the use of magnetogenetics in controlling the brain, literally. Commenting on this research was Steve Ramirez of Harvard University, who uses optogenetics to manipulate the memories of mice. He described the technology, something that seems very, very relatable to mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. As such, this system is a single, elegant virus that can be injected anywhere in the brain, which makes it technically easier and less likely for moving bells and whistles to break down. They can inject it directly into the brain, directly into the body, and they can directly control the brain through altering neuronal activity and cell activity. They can move the cells around with magnets. Of course, there's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA their April 2021 announcement of a sensor that is a chemical detector in the body. Retired Colonel Matt Hepburn, an Army Infectious Disease physician, showed the sensor on 60 Minutes, CBS. They called it a tissue-like gel. It continuously tests the patient's blood. and They were sure to tell you that it does not track your movements. Yeah, but my blood is tested constantly. It tracks what's in my blood. It tracks chemical reactions in the body. A few months before this, the American Chemical Society published another paper headlined More Effective Vaccines with Injectable Hydrogel. They linked to a study, Injectable Hydrogels for Sustained Co-Delivery of Subunit Vaccines Enhance Humoral Immunity. And the report says, quote, as a result of this research, quote, the mice injected with the hydrogel produce more antibodies over a longer period of time than mice treated with the traditional vaccine. This is the same technology, at least in part, being used by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, etc. A few months later, and a few weeks before the 60 Minutes announcement, another article out of BioRxiv. Hydrogel-based slow release of receptor-binding domain subunit vaccine elicits neutralizing antibody responses against SARS-CoV-2. So they're even publishing research on using hydrogel and on using graphene for COVID-19 vaccines. The ability with magnetic genetics or magnetic cells, magnetogenetics, to move around cells in the body was also amplified by a report in Advanced Materials in 2019 about something called a trap bot, T-R-A-P, Thread-like radical polymerization via autonomously propelled trap bots. This, these are real-time hydrogel polymerization via artificial micro-swimmers capable of, quote, emeshing biotic-abiotic microobjects and its reaction environment. Researchers say that this lays a strong foundation for advanced applications in, quote, cell tissue engineering, drug delivery, and cleaner technologies. Just buzzwords, end quote. These microstructures are able to entrap living cells, easily separable via a fugation, or magnetic separation, magnetogenetics. We've seen hydrogels. We've seen black and pink substances in Moderna vaccines in Japan. We've also seen a very weird study, at least by the name of it, combining all of this together in the headlines. This is from the journal Letters In-situ transforming RNA nanovaccines from polyethylamine functionalized graphene oxide hydrogel for durable cancer immunotherapy. What is happening with COVID-19 vaccines? Well, they're blaming it on COVID-19, not the vaccines, but literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of percent increase in neurological problems and cancer over five-year averages. And we're seeing that now. So, what's happening? Drug companies, pharmaceutical companies, they're developing cancer immunotherapy vaccines. And the article says messenger RNA vaccine, this messenger RNA vaccine, is a promising candidate in cancer immunotherapy. Because when you tamper with the RNA and the DNA, it has a direct effect on cellular reproduction. And what do they tell you? Well, the RNA, that's just a messenger. The DNA is the code. RNA ch- ch- does not change the DNA. No, it changes the messages. And it does interact with DNA. And it can transform your cells. And it's considered a form of genetic engineering. So, yes, it does alter the DNA, or at least has the same effect on the body as a direct DNA altering substance or program project research, etc., like CRISPR would have on the body. It's the same exact thing that we read in inserts of comernity and Spikevax last night on the show. What did they say? There's no evidence that these vaccines cause any problems to the fetus. What they don't say is based on top scientists, former Pfizer executives, people that work within the industries, Wolfgang Wodard and Michael Yeadon, for example, coming to mind, they warned early on that these vaccines and the spike proteins would attack the placenta, not the fetus. So a company can say, well, the vaccine won't hurt the fetus. And we're thinking, oh, that's good. The fetus is safe. But it does attack the placenta. And if you don't have a placenta, you don't have a fetus. So it's a sterilizing mechanism. And they're using wordplay. That's how powerful words are. They're using wordplay to convince you that it's safe for pregnant women or women that want to become pregnant because it doesn't attack the fetus, although it does perhaps attack the the placenta, engineering the spike protein to do precisely that when it's replicated in the body. That is high-tech eugenics, high-tech sterilization and infertility. And that research goes back to the 70s. The United Nations and the World Bank was studying that in the early 90s, going back to the 70s, what they called FRV Fertility Regulating Vaccines. I've got a copy of that report too. It's also in my book, The Technological Elixir, which is available on the website, thesecretteachings.info. When this whole thing started, remember we heard all about 5G and COVID-19. And I did not buy it. I did not support it. And once again, I feel that I've been vindicated because now we're seeing that it's not COVID-19 that has a connection to 5G. It's the vaccine ingredients like graphene that has a connection to 5G. Because graphene operates and can operate in terms of electronics, we're going to get into the specifics of this tonight. At 26 gigahertz, which is the range of 5G. So do you see what they do? Talk about planning something. At the beginning of all of this, all this dis and misinformation is planted on the Internet. Social media, Reddit, etc. And people are running around saying that COVID-19 is caused by 5G. It's caused by 5G. 5G amplifies the virus. And they're saying, look, they just activated the 5G in Wuhan. They just activated the 5G In uh, some American cities, when in fact, 5G had been operating in a lot of American cities long before COVID-19. And it was operating in Wuhan before COVID-19. They just were doing tests. And Wuhan isn't the first place the so-called virus was identified. They identified it in sewage water in 2019 in Spain, or at least what they call the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So once again, I said, I don't buy this. I don't believe this. There's another explanation. And I think in the last couple of years, and in my book, The Technological Elixir, and on a lot of other radio shows that that I don't host and I don't guest on, people that do really great work have exposed this for what it is. And now we can come back to the 5G. Because the whole idea that 5G caused COVID-19, which is a very silly statement as far as I'm concerned, is a psychological form of warfare that's meant to focus your attention alternatively on the altered version of reality in the sense that it's not the official narrative. You don't trust the official narrative. What's the alternative? Oh, COVID-19 caused by 5G. It doesn't matter if even the basics of that theory don't add up. And that's allowed to propagate... And be replicated on the internet. And it's easily discredited. Even by people with open minds who don't believe the official narrative. And it's discredited. And it's swept away. Then we find. 5G actually does play a part. In the so-called pandemic. Just not in COVID-19. It plays a part in the vaccine. And that's. The big twist at the end of this so called pandemic. The 5G plays a part in the vaccine, not in COVID 19. Just like spike vax and comernity, they don't affect the fetus, but they do affect the placenta. 5G has no effect on anything. It's perfectly safe, it's perfectly effective. It certainly doesn't cause COVID-19. Are you crazy? And I've been in the back with a few other people, maybe you, and and we've been sitting there shaking our heads saying, no, it doesn't cause COVID-19. But 5G is a component of the solution to the problem that is COVID-19. Vaccines, gene therapy, amplified and powered in part. By 5G. Because when you inject these nanosystems into the body, they can be powered with the body. The body produces electricity. But to power some of these nanosystems, they need way more power. And that can be amplified by 5G. It can be amplified by electromagnetic frequencies outside of the body. This would then power those systems to give what UC Berkeley said would be a real-time readout if they were to put their smart dust. Remember, I've been talking about that for years and years and years. We've talked to Harold Kautz and other researchers and scientists about this on the show. It would give a real-time readout of internal organs, your heart, your lungs, liver, kidneys. You could also use smart dust to contract those organs. So someone might have a heart attack and it would be undetectable as anything other than a natural event. You could do the same with the lungs. So people wouldn't be able to breathe. But it's not because of a virus. It's because of nanoparticulates in the lungs preventing oxygen from being absorbed into the blood preventing the body from absorbing that oxygen and preventing you from accessing it to breathe. It's usually the opposite of what the mainstream and the alternative bicker and fight about for supremacy. Early on in the so-called pandemic in June of 2020, an article came out. I printed this to have a copy of it because it was later pulled. The Journal of Biological Regulators and homeostatic agents. The name of the article, 5G Technology and Induction of Coronavirus in Skin Cells. This was one of the articles that proposed that COVID-19 could be caused by 5G. It says, To date, many scientists have tried to find a method to cure this disease. However, without success, and COVID-19 may have effects on different types of cells. For example, it has been argued that the virus may have some effects on dermatological cells. Your skin. On the other hand, it has been known that some waves in 5G technology have direct effects on the skin cells. That is true. Thus, there are some similarities between effects of COVID 19 and waves in 5G technology. So, see, even in the study itself, it doesn't say that COVID 19 is caused by 5G. It says there are similarities between the effects of COVID 19 and waves of 5G. Because Remember, some people were getting rashes and some people were having skin problems with COVID-19. That's the association. So it doesn't even say what people say or think that it says, and then the article gets pulled. So it gives credibility in the minds of alternative people and independent people that this is a credible story. And then without even reading it, they run with the idea that COVID-19 is caused by 5G, when that's not even what the... Scientists said. They said it shares a similarity with 5G because the scientists were trying to study what is this idea? What is this claim? Let's examine it. And they examined it and they found it's similar to a, a side effect, if you will, of COVID 19, not that it's caused by COVID 19. So, once again, big difference. And I think they told this whole big story about 5G to discredit it and to prevent public awareness and to prevent the average person from recognizing when the information finally comes out that it's about 5G in vaccines, not 5G in and COVID-19. And the reason we know that is because as per several reports, several studies, and including the one I have in front of me here, Dr. Campra, the technical report, Detection of Graphene and COVID-19 Vaccines, if there is graphene in COVID-19 vaccines, that means that not only does it play a part like the magnetoproteins in the brain to control neuronal activity and the ferritin in the cells to make your cells magnetic to be able to move them with a magnet, that's in the scientific literature, but it also powers nanotechnology and we have a long list of studies where nanosensor networks for intrabody body application, cryptocurrency system using body activity data, that's a patent from Microsoft. 060606, graphene boosts gigahertz signals into terahertz territory. Guess what is the gigahertz range of 5G? The same that is the cutoff for graphene. You think that's a coincidence? See, we've been lied to in a multi dimensional form of propaganda and psychological warfare. And tonight, I'm going to unpackage it further and break it down in the next segment. Please grab a copy of one of my books. If you enjoy this topic tonight, grab the technological elixir. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info or get a free copy when you subscribe for one year to the show archive www.thesecretteachings.info. The music is white bat audio. And the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Please give us a review if you're listening on Apple or any other podcast platform and stay with us. We'll be back.
0: The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. (laughs) Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule.
1: No communism.
0: Mama, if we just
2: get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor.
1: Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people.
0: So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people
1: an achievement
0: This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
1: Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio Show. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the archive at thesecretteachings.info or on one of the multiple streaming platforms, we welcome you to the show and we ask that you'll give us a starred rating, four or five stars, whatever you think the show is worth, and also leave a comment so other people see that there are people who enjoy this show and maybe they'll tune in as well if you'd like the advertisement free version of the show you can always subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info you'll get a private RSS feed you'll also get the embed player on the website montages my digital books and more you can check us out also on Patreon to support the show behind the scenes content there It's all at www.thesecretteachings.info. The last two years have shown us that the general public is willing without any evidence to participate in experiments of a medical and biological nature. And I'm not talking strictly about vaccines. I'm talking about hydroxychloroquine. I'm talking about ivermectin. I'm talking about remdesivir. I'm talking about vaccines, sure. I'm talking about social distancing, mask wearing, isolation, stay-at-home orders. Last night on the show, we talked about Johns Hopkins University, a big report that came out that showed lockdowns had zero effect on curbing or mitigating coronavirus-19. Zero effect. In fact, the evidence shows that they have the opposite effect. They damaged our society. They certainly damaged our psychology and our economies. They damaged cultures. They damaged relationships. They damaged the psyche. Stunted development, drug use, alcoholism through the roof. And the excuse is that COVID-19 is responsible for all of those things. But what's responsible for COVID-19? We've looked at DARPA. We've looked at Dr. Fauci. We've looked at the funding of gain-of-function research in Wuhan. We've looked at Charles Lieber, who was doing work through Harvard with the Communist Chinese through their Thousand Talents program, working at the Wuhan Institute of Technology in Wuhan, China, developing mesh electronics, mesh electronics that can Co-opt the optical nerves in the eyes, in the head, so they can see through your eyes with this technology. Mesh electronics that are injected into the body that can, like smart dust from UC Berkeley, take control of organs and cells. The American Chemical Society, scientists from all over the world have developed ways to make cells magnetic by injecting iron atoms into cells. Trap bots can be used to realign the cells in the body. This is all akin to genetic and cellular engineering on a nano level. We are now able to confirm over months and months of research from doctors and scientists around the world and not confirming tonight for the first time but we're able to confirm in a statement that there is graphene and COVID-19 vaccines. This is likely part of the black metallic substance found in Moderna vaccines in Japan. Remember that? They also found pink substances, which is interesting because if you bring in the esoteric and occult ritualistic ceremonial element of this, you find the laser light show at the Seattle Space Needle a year ago you had a needle injecting something into the sky, and you had the splitting of humans and the splitting of DNA. And this year, you have the same pink substance on the needle, except you have Saturn made up of a coronavirus ball and an unidentified flying object or a flying saucer coming from Saturn to Earth, then a satellite beaming a signal to the tower in zeros and ones and projecting that signal out over the entire planet in a grid or a skynet over top of the entire earth. That's not predictive programming. That's a revelation of the method. And two years ago, we heard people saying that they don't believe the official narrative. They think 5G started COVID-19. And I had to tell people, 5G's been active in a lot of U.S. cities. It's been active in different parts of the world. Why suddenly would people start getting sick with what they call COVID-19? Now we know with false positive testing, a majority of cases aren't actually cases because people are not sick. There's no basis whatsoever to asymptomatic disease, particularly for COVID-19. There's no basis for mask wearing. All the scientific studies have shown, all the, the, the research, even from the CDC, has shown that the the only way you can determine that a mask works or that you can isolate these particles in the air is through synthetic environments, artificial environments. Johns Hopkins University said the same thing uh, we talked about last night on the show about Sweden. Researchers in Sweden created a synthetic Sweden in a computer and made all of these estimates of what's going to happen, and they were thousands and thousands of times higher than what actually did happen. Projections that were predictions based on computer models, just like climate change. It's all based on click, click, enter. It's not based on data. It's not based on the real world. So we heard that 5G caused COVID-19. And although exposure to 5G for some people might cause the so-called symptoms of COVID-19, maybe that's what people mean. And if that's what they mean, I'm more on board with that. Because exposure to 5G can cause some of the same problems like 5G exposure for some people at that range of frequency can actually cause people to have trouble breathing because the oxygen isn't uh, being absorbed by the blood and the body. That's in the scientific literature. So certainly 5G can cause those so-called symptoms, but that's not COVID-19 any more than it's pneumonia or bronchitis or you know some kind of, some kind of breathing condition. I mean, if that were the case, you could say 5G causes those things. 5G causes pneumonia. 5G causes bronchitis. 5G causes constriction of the airway. Anything that deals with the lungs. So it's not just COVID-19. 5G can cause those problems. And it's not just 5G. 4G. Any kind of EMF can affect the body. The body is a biological, organic, electrical computing system. You ever take an auxiliary cord from a speaker and put it up to your head and you hear the zzzz, it, it, that's the simplest proof that you need that the body is electrical. Of course, those frequencies interfere with uh with our brains and our bodies. To what degree? A- and what's the consequence? It varies. For some people, they get massive anxiety. And for some people, whether it's a CFL bulb and the mercury that's emitted from them very slowly, the vapor, just like a a filling in the mouth and a tooth or it's their direct exposure to 5g. Some people get skin rashes. I'm one of those people. I am horribly affected by electronics and they're horribly affected by me. If you've been listening to this show, you'll know the technical problems we have when I, when I touch things, but I'm affected by electronics. I'm affected by EMFs. I can physically feel it. I can see my body reacting, whether it's the way my blood reacts you know, my, my blood actually I, I wouldn't say it clots, but I get I have such poor circulation under certain lighting conditions and under certain, let's call them, electrical conditions. If I'm around a CFL bulb, my skin and my blood reacts to it. My body just might be more sensitive to it. It's still affecting me. And it's been argued that COVID-19, whatever we call that, SARS-CoV-2, that is, has an effect on dermatologic cells. And scientists say that 5G technology has a direct effect on skin cells. So a couple of years ago, there was an editorial published in the Journal of Biological Regulations and Homeostatic Agents, Volume 34, Number 4, 2020. June 9th, received or sent and published May 13th. It involved scientists from Marconi University in Rome, Italy, Michigan, United States Department of Dermatology and Venerology at the Moscow State Medical University in Moscow, Russia. They said that there are some, quote, similarities between effects of COVID-19 and waves in 5G technology. says, in this research, we show that 5G millimeter waves could be absorbed by dermatologic cells acting like antennas transferred to other cells and play the main role in producing coronaviruses in biological cells. But what they're calling coronaviruses in the cells could be interpreted as exosomes, the body releasing poison, coming out of the cells, or it could be interpreted, depending on how you define coronavirus, as the symptoms of SARS-CoV-2, which could also be the symptoms of pneumonia, bronchitis, Ebola, flu, influenza, whatever. Could EMF amplify those conditions in the body, internally and externally? Sure. CFL bulbs do that. So, sure, 5G can certainly do that. It doesn't mean 5G... Caused the so-called pandemic because we know now most of the people that are dying, according to the CDC's own website, are dying of other reasons. They just happen to have a particle in their body when they die. Dying with as opposed to dying from. Four additional comorbidities up from 2.9, according to the CDC's website. Not according to Rochelle Walensky on Good Morning America, but... According to the Centers for Disease Control website, which was recently updated with statistics, meaning 95% of the 800 plus thousand people who died did not die of COVID-19. And stop holding on to that. Well, they could have been saved if they didn't have covid no, these are people dying of heart disease. <laughs> these are people dying because their organs are shutting down from other things. These are people that are alcoholics, cigarette smokers, drug users, people that have eaten poorly their whole life. And on average, it's elderly people that their bodies are just shutting down. In the UK, the average age is like 82 for for death. And only about 13, it was like 13 to 17,000, somewhere in there, of the 100 plus thousand people in England and Wales that supposedly died of COVID-19 actually died of COVID-19, and a majority of them died at 82 years old, that's actually longer for men than the average lifespan, which is 79 in the U.K., which you could tongue-in-cheek say you've got a better chance of living past 80 if you have coronavirus than if you didn't, statistically speaking. So to me, that shows that there is no pandemic. How do you define that? Sure. Sure. There is no coronavirus-19. How do you define that? Sure. And it's not that 5G causes coronavirus. It's that 5G, like anything else, can amplify the complex symptoms that are attributed to a disease or perhaps attributed to electromagnetic frequencies. Now, that is the study. That was pulled very, very quickly when it was published back in 2020. Now we know, based on the work of people like Dr. Ricardo Delgado, or Delgado, excuse me, Ricardo Delgado Martin and uh, Dr. Pablo Campra that there is graphene in COVID-19 vaccines. Which ones? Probably not all of them. Maybe all of them. Different lots, different experiments, different tests. Called an experiment, say they know what they're doing. I don't know. Call it whatever you want. The evidence is kind of irrefutable at this point. But here's where it gets really interesting. Remember I told you that former Harvard professor Charles Lieber was working with the Chinese government on biological, biotechnological applications like nanobioelectronics? He was arrested in 2020 and charged with making false statements to federal authorities, indicted on two counts of failing to re- file reports of foreign bank and financial accounts, and two counts relating to falsified Uh, like tax returns, income tax returns. He also made false statements by not disclosing his connection to the communist government of China or the National Institutes of Health uh, on those uh, NIH grant applications. Uh, Charles Lieber was paid a lot of money by the Chinese government. A lot of money. He worked with the Wuhan Institute of Technology The Wuhan University of Technology, the WT, in league with the Thousand Talents Program, organized by the Communist Government of China to recruit or steal foreign technology and intellectual property. Millions of dollars invested in Charles Lieber by the Chinese. Lieber didn't work on vaccines, Lieber worked on nano bioelectronics, you know, like smart dust electrocuticles, oh, and that crazy weird stuff called graphene or nanosensors using graphene oxide. Published in 2018, the former professor discussed nanobioelectronics that were used to integrate electronics within synthetic tissues and live animals, just like magnetoproteins, just like the ferritin in the cells, just like the microswimmers and the alignment. through are trap bots of cells and things in the body. They call this chemogenetics or optogenetics. They can do this with drugs, vaccines, or lasers, controlling neuronal activity in the brain, controlling cells, controlling organs, smart dust, neural dust, Call it whatever you want to call it. His research was published in the ACS, the American Chemical Society. Mesh Electronics, or Mesh Nanoelectronics, seamless integration of electronics with tissues. The technology can be used for monitoring the, quote, injection of pharmacological agents, as well as simultaneous real-time monitoring and active control of tissue behavior. So let me get this straight. Controlling neuronal activity in the brain through opto- and chemogenetics, magnetoproteins. We know that through ferritin in the cells and trapbots, cells can be realigned in the body in real time and made magnetic and controlled externally through magnets. And we know that mesh electronics, or this new nanobioelectronic research of Charles Lieber, can be used to access the body in real time, to track vaccines, to track drugs, and to monitor and actively control tissue behavior. Let's go back to the 5G study. 5G technology affects the skin cells directly. COVID-19 is also known to affect dermatologic cells. This is what makes them similar. And Charles Lieber was working on a very similar technology meant to basically control, they called it active control of tissue behavior. Simultaneous real-time monitoring and active control of tissue behavior. What does that tell you? Other studies include one to hijack the retina for visual information recording through mesh electronics. Another is a syringe-injectable mesh electronics for stable chronic rodent electrophysiology. This says the implantable brain electrophysiology probes are valuable tools in neuroscience due to their ability to record neural activity with spatio-temporal resolution from shallow and deep brain regions. They're literally just monitoring and controlling the brain like the chemo and optogenetics and controlling the skin just like controlling the cells in the body internally and externally through trap bots, etc. Charles Lieber's study on tissue-like brain probes should really perk up your attention. Mesh Electronics, a new paradigm for tissue-like brain probes, is supposed to bridge the gap between neural and electronic networks by creating syringe-injectable implants that look and behave like neural tissue, replacing the organic with the synthetic. According to Lieber's research, this would allow for stable long-term mapping and modulation of brain activity at the single neuron level. In other words... Lieber's work cultivated technological applications to hijack the visual sense, map the brain, and control neuronal activity, just like those other researchers who studied chemogenetics and optogenetics or magnetoproteins in the brain. What's one of the so-called side effects of COVID-19 vaccines? Neurological malfunction. Neurological or neurodegenerative disease. Prions disease, abnormal folding of proteins in the brain. Maybe it's caused by this. Interacting with synthetics and replacing the organics with synthetics. And Charles Lieber also worked with Robert Langer. They published a study in Nature in 2012, Macroporous Nanowire Nano-Electronic Scaffolds for Synthetic Tissue. It's plural, actually, tissues. And who is Robert Langer, the academic co-founder of Moderna? And what did they find in Moderna vaccines in Japan? Black metallic substances. Could be graphene, could not be graphene. We're not really sure what that substance was. But nano-electronic scaffolds for synthetic tissues. Now it gets really, really good. According to a research article, this one published in the International Journal of Distributed Sensor Networks, here's the headline. And I could just read you these headlines. And you'd have enough to, to, to go and to look up and to research and to study for a long time. And you'd have a lot to learn. I've got a lot to learn too because the complexity of this is kind of beyond my pay grade. And if you want a copy of any of these studies, you can buy a copy of my book, The Technological Elixir, digital or physical. We do ship around the world. It's free shipping in the U.S. You can also email me. And I can send you a link to all of these studies. I I sent them out to a couple of friends today. International Journal of Distributed Sensor Networks. Listen to this. Design of wireless nanosensor networks for intrabody application. Sounds like the same kind of research that Charles Lieber was doing. Sounds like the same kind of research that other scientists have been doing with the brain, neurons, cells, and tissue of the body, the skin. They call this new communication paradigm the Internet of Things, the I-O-T, or the Internet of Nano Things, the I-O-N-T. This is also in my book, The Technological Elixir. They say nanosensors may be deployed at organs of the human body, and they may produce large data. Macroporous nanowire, nanoelectronic scaffolds for synthetic tissue, nanosensors may be deployed at organs of the human body and they may produce large data. Two completely unrelated studies, they're talking about using nanotechnology, and that doesn't always mean robots, nanotechnology, and they're saying deploy this tech at organs of the human body. That's your smart dust. That's your neural dust. That's your little tiny grain-like material that gets injected or inhaled into the body or absorbed into the body. They call them electrocuticles. They can attach to organs in the body. This is nanosensors. That's essentially smart dust. In this paper, this research article, we propose a wireless nanosensor network at the nanoscale that would be useful in intrabody disease detection. So they also want to detect diseases. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see it on the references or conflict of interest or we've got Texas A&M University, Framingham State University, Pennsylvania State University, and Pukyeong National University. That's in Korea. This is in 2015. Uh, I would imagine that there is a connection to DARPA here because DARPA is the one that developed the tissue-like green gel. We saw that last year and then five years ago, six years ago almost, nanoscale. Wireless nano sensor networks useful for intrabody disease detection. That's exactly what DARPA unveiled last year. Oh, and by the way, Microsoft or Microsoft Technology Licensing LLC. They published in 2020, really early on in the so-called pandemic. Publication number W. 02020, that's 2020, 060606. And what is this publication? I've got a copy of the patent here. Tack an A1 onto that patent number, WO 2020 060606, space A1. International publication number, the World Intellectual Property Organization International Bureau. March 26, 2020, this was published. Microsoft Technology Licensing, one of the investors, other components of Microsoft. And it is a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. There is your social credit score and your digital identification wallet, all coming from within the body. That's part of the nano sensor network of the Internet of Nano Things made on a nanoscale for intrabody disease detection or cryptocurrency. We know graphene is in the COVID-19 vaccines now based on numerous scientific studies and reports. And we know that graphene boosts gigahertz signals into terahertz territory. This is from the European Commission. Graphene is able to convert electronic signals into signals in the terahertz range with trillions of cycles per second. Findings were published in the journal Nature. Scientists demonstrated that graphene can convert signals with these frequencies into signals with frequencies that are thousands of times higher than those created by silicon. So they're not really turning you into synthetic silicon organisms. It's more like synthetic graphene organisms. Graphene is able to amplify those signals into the terahertz range. The cutoff, based on what I've read, the cutoff for graphene is 26 gigahertz, which is the frequency range of 5G. When we come back, cooperative in vivo nano network communication at terahertz frequencies and the fundamentals of electromagnetic nano networks in the terahertz band. This is some really really important stuff. Don't go anywhere.
0: The facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at
1: rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of The Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. Cooperative in vivo nano network communication at terahertz frequencies. This is published by IEEE Access. Special section on nano antennas, nano transceivers, and nano networks communications. Published in 2017. Results of the study show approximately a tenfold increase in the system outage performance whenever an additional relay is included in the cooperative network, and hence show a great potential of using cooperative communication to enhance the performance of nano network at terahertz frequencies. According to the study, communication between nano devices, like those that could be injected into the body, those that we saw being worked on by Charles Lieber, those that were discussed in a research article, design of wireless nanosensor networks for intra-body application, and also the cryptocurrency system using body activity data from Microsoft. The patent for that, we've got a copy of that. The nanowire nano electronic scaffolds for synthetic tissue, developed by Charles Lieber and Robert Langer, the academic co-founder of Moderna. And now communication between nano devices can be performed by different mechanisms, molecular, electromagnetic, nanomechanical, or acoustic, etc. The study says EM-based communication is considered as a feasible technique in the terahertz band for exchange of data among these nanomachines. The nanomachines communicate in the terahertz band for exchange of data. That's how they communicate. That's how they're partially powered and that's how they're organized, the self-assembling systems. Why? Because biological tissues are non-ionized at these frequencies, and also terahertz band is less susceptible to scattering phenomenon. Due to evolution of novel materials like graphene, capable of operating in terahertz frequencies, the interest in these frequencies for communication nanodevices either on or inside the human body is growing fast. So, listen to that again. Materials like graphene are capable of interacting in the terahertz frequency range. That's how these nanomachines communicate. That's how they function. That's how they operate. That's how they assemble. In part, that's how they're powered. 5G signals at 26 gigahertz powers these machines, amplifies them into the terahertz range, And then those machines can communicate with each other and they can do this and they can replicate and do what they're, doing, they're, they're programmed to do in or inside the human body, whether that's on the skin or it's directly inside the body in internal organs, whether it's the work of Charles Lieber or it's others, it's trap bots, it's ferritin in the cells, it's opto or chemogenetics. It's all very similar technology. Here's another study. Foundations and Trends in Networking, Fundamentals of Electromagnetic networks in the Terahertz Band. It says novel graphene-based plasmonic nano-antennas are proposed, modeled, and analyzed in the study. So we're talking about antennas using nanotech. That is... Nano antennas, nano transceivers, and nano networks, the Internet of Nano Things or the Internet of Nano Technologies, which is the microcosm of the Internet of Things, which is another microcosm of the macrocosm of the cell phone towers, the 5G, the Wi-Fi, the satellites, and the overall grid being built above the planet in the atmosphere of the planet and on the ground of the planet fundamentals of electromagnetic nano networks in the terahertz band nano antennas the obtained results point to the terahertz band as the frequency range of operation of novel nano antennas that's the terahertz band that's what they need to operate in 5g powers and amplifies the nanotech in the body which has a cutoff range of 26 gigahertz the same as the 5g the graphene then amplifies that to the terahertz range, and that powers the novel nano-antennas. The second contribution in this work is the development of a novel channel model for terahertz band communications and the new communication mechanisms for electromagnetic nanonetworks being developed. Also, a new energy model for self-powered nanomachines with piezoelectric generators and a new medium access control protocol tailored to the terahertz band. This is replacing organic systems with synthetic systems at bare minimum. Here's an article from 2010, fizz.org. IBM scientists demonstrate world's fastest graphene transistor. And this might really freak you out. I hope it doesn't. I think it should get your butt into gear. In a published paper in 2010 in the magazine Science, IBM researchers demonstrated a radio frequency graphene transistor with the highest cutoff frequency achieved so far for any graphene device, 100 gigahertz, 100 billion cycles a second. This accomplishment is a key milestone for the Carbon Electronics for RF applications. SARA, a program funded by, I'll tell you the name in a second, in an effort to develop next-generation communication devices, the program was funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. A little hydrogel, little green tissue gel to track chemical reactions in the body. Well, 10 years ago, DARPA was funding this research to use graphene as a transistor, and graphene can amplify the signal from 5G to 26 gigahertz. That's where it operates at. Amplify that into the terahertz range and power the nanotechnology, the nanomachines in the body. Photonics Media, 26 gigahertz graphene transistor, 2008. This goes back even further, and it mentions the same program. Carbon Electronics for RF applications, SARA program sponsored by DARPA in collaboration with the Watson Research Center, IBM Watson, you know, the eugenicist. Here is an explanation of 5G from GSMA. 2019 26 gigahertz and 28 gigahertz are both needed for 5g the introduction of 5g pioneers new level of mobile performance with ultra high speeds and low latencies what makes this possible is millimeter wave spectrum in this range 26 gigahertz and 28 gigahertz have emerged as the two most important bands and what do you see when you look at the graphene, well, according to this publication and the research by IBM and DARPA and the Watson Center, with a top gate design and the gate length of 100 nanometers, the team has achieved a cutoff frequency of 26 gigahertz for graphene transistors, the highest reported so far using the non-silicon electronic material. Graphene transistors, 26 gigahertz, 26 gigahertz needed for 5G, according to all of the literature and according just to the basic components of that technological scientific if you will system but graphene does more than that 2009 an article published applied physics letters volume 95 number 10 tuning the electronic and magnetic properties of graphene by surface modification this research was conducted by I'll tell you in a second I'll give you a hint it's not DARPA The abstract of the study. We have demonstrated that the electronic and magnetic properties of graphene sheet can be delicately tuned by surface modification applying an external electrical field. They can make the graphene more or less magnetic through an electrical field, an electromagnetic field that can activate the graphene in the body and make it magnetic. Maybe that's why. On top of the ferritin in the cells, the iron atoms in the cells, the realigning of the cells with trap bots, the opto and the chemogenetics, and the magnetoproteins. so where the body can become literally magnetic. A biological synthetic computer system replaced not by silicon, but by graphene. And of course, the work for this study, this is astounding, the work for this study... Supported by grants from the National Natural Science Foundation of, drumroll please, China. The National Natural Science Foundation of China. They are the same ones working on what they call smart clothing. Smart clothing. That would be part of the Internet of Things and integral to the integration of organic biological systems into inorganic synthetic silicone and graphene systems. Charles Lieber was working with the Chinese on the mesh electronics. He was working with one of the academic co-founders of Moderna, Robert Langer, on nanowire and nanoelectronic synthetic tissue, or scaffolds for synthetic tissue. And the research for turning electronic magnetic properties of graphene by surface modification, taking, uh, that's tuning electronic. I thought I said tuning, tuning electronic and magnetic properties of graphene by surface modification. Putting an electronic uh, device into the body. Powering it with 5G, 26 gigahertz, that device, made of graphene, amplifies the signal to terahertz. And the graphene itself can be made magnetic through electromagnetic fields. And here's something that's really interesting. Toxicity of graphene family nanoparticles, a general review of the origins and mechanisms, Biomed Central, 2016. Particle and fiber toxicology is the article uh, publication research that was also conducted in China. This review collects studies on the toxic effects of GFNs, or graphene family nanomaterials, in organs and cell models, again, uh, connecting to the individual organs connecting to the cells in the body. Several typical mechanisms underlying GFN toxicity have been revealed, for instance, physical destruction, oxidative stress, DNA damage, inflammatory response, autophagy, and necrosis, among others. In essence, you have the body reacting to something that is toxic. You have apoptosis, which is the death of cells. That is one of the direct effects of injecting graphene into the body. Necrosis, inflammatory response, DNA damage, which is interesting because of the mRNA technology mixed with the graphene. Oxidative stress. And basically bodily, physically, uh, physical destruction. Which, necrosis, death of the cells in an organ or tissue. Not necessarily due to disease, but due to the toxicity of graphene nanoparticles. Here's something also that's really, really interesting. Maybe this is just a coincidence. Coincidence graphene oxide touches blood in vivo interactions of bio-coronated 2D materials this was published in PubMed in 2018 and listen to this this is very scary i don't mean it to be scary but it's it's scary even though graphene oxide is made with the same atoms as our organs tissues and cells it's by bi- Dimensional nature causes unique interactions with blood proteins and biological membranes and can lead to severe effects like thrombogenicity and immune cell activation. Immune cell activation, the immune system. I feel that this could be related to the cytokine storms that a lot of doctors have talked about. The thrombogenicity is the tendency of a material to generate blood clotting in the body, folks. Graphene oxide causes blood clots. You've seen the blood clots they've been pulling out of people. That can be caused directly by graphene oxide. And here is the American Chemical Society. This was also compiled by Chinese researchers. This headline just says all of it, everything that you need to know. In situ, Transforming RNA Nano Vaccines from Polyethylamine Functionalized Graphene Oxide Hydrogel for Durable Cancer Immunotherapy. That was published in Nano Letters in 2021. Cancer is exploding, so they have to have a solution to the cancer. Here is an injectable hydrogel put into a nano vaccine and injected into the body for immunotherapy. You really think that's what it's about? I'm going to read you the abstract of this. Messenger RNA. The messenger RNA mRNA vaccine is a promising candidate in cancer immunotherapy as it can encode tumor-associated antigens with an excellent safety profile. Unfortunately, the inherent instability of RNA and translational efficiency are major limitations of RNA vaccine. Here we report an injectable hydrogel formed with graphene oxide and polyethylamine, which can generate mRNA and adjuvants, R848-laden nanovaccines for at least 30 days after subcutaneous injection. They're, they're, they're telling you exactly what they're doing. This is also part of the COVID-19 vaccine. The released nano-vaccines can protect the mRNA from degradation and confer targeted delivering capacity to lymph nodes or any other part of the body. The data show that this transformable hydrogel can significantly increase the number of antigen-specific CD8 T-cells and subsequently inhibit the tumor growth with only one treatment. Meanwhile, this hydrogel can generate an antigen-specific antibody in the serum, which in turn prevents the occurrence of metastasis. Collectively, these results demonstrate the potential of the PEI, the polyethylamine functionalized GO transformable hydrogel for effective cancer immunotherapy. Here it is injectable hydrogel formed with graphene oxide and polyethylamine, which can generate mRNA and adjuvants laden nano for at least 30 days after. Injection that is nano letters 2021 using hydrogel to preserve in the nano vaccine a mechanism for what they call immunotherapy to prevent cancer from growing, which can also be used for. Nanosensor networks of intra body application, just like the Microsoft study of the cryptocurrency. They've got they studied this, they've got a patent on this. Graphene is boosted by a gigahertz signal into the terahertz territory. 26 gigahertz to be specific. That is the frequency range of 5G. And we know that these networks inside of the body, whether it's something that was produced by Charles Lieber with Robert Langer of Moderna, the nanowire nano-electronic scaffolds for synthetic tissue, the trap bots, the opto- and chemogenetics, the magnetoproteins, the realigning of cells, the genetic engineering on a nano-level, Basically, nanotech injected into the body, protected by the hydrogel, powered by the 26 gigahertz, which is what graphene is, is, uh, is able to process. According to IBM scientists working with DARPA, 26 gigahertz is the cutoff frequency for graphene transistors. 26 gigahertz is needed for 5G. That's part of the spectrum. That powers the graphene, which amplifies the 26 gigahertz into the terahertz range. That then is the energy needed to power the nanotech and the bots, whether those are nanobots or various other forms of nanotech that attach to the organs, the cells, the tissue, the brain, the neurons. Effectively hijack them, give real-time readouts, and turn your body into what amounts to a cyborg. This is transhumanism. These are the scientific, the engineering, the, the, the biological, the chemical, whatever you want to call it. You want to use all those terms to put together the, the basis of, of credibility for this research. This is all of the evidence and research that you can find in, if you have my book, The Technological Elixir, I've done all the work, or at least a lot of the work, you can find in a few minutes using my book, PDF, or a physical copy autographed uh, free shipping in the United States. Or you can just look up everything I've mentioned to you tonight, and you can find it all in just a few minutes. Graphene oxide, nanotech, nano networks intrabody application, wireless nanosensor networks at the nanoscale that would be useful for intrabody disease Detection, nanosensors deployed at organs of the human body, producing larger data. That is a research paper back in 2015. What do you think it's all about? It certainly is not about COVID 19. It certainly isn't all about 5G. This is about something that is virtually impossible for the average person to wrap their mind around. And that includes me. I'm an average person. It's really difficult for me to wrap my mind around this. It's way above my pay grade, but here's all the research nonetheless, and they're telling you exactly what they are doing. And it's even funnier that DARPA sponsored the research as did China. And Charles Lieber with Mesh Electronics was working with Nanotech in Wuhan. This is not a biological disease. This is a technological disease and a psychological disease. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. I hope that you got something out of it. Please go to our website, grab a copy of one of my books, like The Technological Elixir. At the very least, you can read reviews of the book on the website. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. You can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings Gab and Gitter, we are also there. If you appreciate this show, please support us. Subscribe to the archive. Get access to the private RSS feed, etc. Or you can listen for free in the show archive. There are a lot of advertisements in it, though. I'm trying to monetize that. And that is free on the website. Please, if you're also listening on an application give us a four or five star rating, whatever you think we're worth. Type a little comment into the bottom section. I would really, really appreciate that. It costs no money, maybe 20 seconds, maybe 10 seconds of your time to do that. And would really support the show as well and help us to, to, to get a a good rating on these apps. I've never really promoted this or talked about this. I've been so antiquated for so long. Please support us in that way as well. We also have Patreon water filters, pro one water filters, Different ways to support the show. But of course, you tuning in every night, you tuning into the broadcast after the broadcast airs on the main network supports us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for trusting me and the Secret Teachings. I'm honored. I'm humbled. Stay safe. Stay informed. Stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Don't forget the music is by White Bat Audio. And tomorrow night, I might be playing a best of. I'll probably play this show again Friday night. And if you're listening Friday night, if this show does air, have a really great weekend. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast.